You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, we got a treat today. This this star who I have on, this is our first time meeting and I'm already in love with her. Okay, let me let me do a, a rundown of some of the things that she's been in. She's literally performed regionally everywhere. Um, it, I felt like when I was looking through her things at her resume, <laughs> never ended okay some of the things that she's done eponine and les mis Seely in the color purple she started dolores at least twice in various productions of sister act she's been in carolina change ragtime scottsboro boys miltilda she was um in nina simone for women which she won a berkshire theater critics award for uh not to mention she's been nominated nine <laughs> nine times for Helen Hayes Awards and won um, for her performance in Leela & Co. Over the pandemic, she filmed Queen's Girl, Black in the Green Mountains, which uh, for some, I feel, oh gosh, I have so many things and we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it when we, when we talk to her. This is my first time meeting her. And upon seeing her headshot, I immediately said, wow, she feels so powerful. Currently starring in Queen's Girl in the World on Theater Row, help me welcome the one, the only, Felicia Curry. Felicia, thank you so much for having me. I should scream your name out. Felicia. Felicia. Oh my gosh. I hate us and I love us all at the same time. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited to chat with you today about all things theater, hair, and in between. Yes, I'm so here for it. And I'm so excited to to meet you and talk to you. You seem so, um, you seem like you have such a vitality of life and so much mm. energy and it Aww. just is refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel the same way about you. That's why this already, I feel the same way. I'm already in love. So you're here in New York right now. I am rehearsing, as you said, Queen's Girl in the World with Abington Theater Company, performing at Theater Row starting April 9th. Come out and see us, y'all. 
See, I I love this, and I love it. It's a gloomy day right now here in New York City, and yes. I'm 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 feeling and I'm looking at sunshine. Oh, Alicia, stop! That's I mean, I feel that like it gives me goosebumps. I'm like, I feel like I just met a very <gasps> special soul, mm. and I'm excited to just ask Aww. you a few things because I did a little research. I'm like. Oh Ask my gosh. Anything. I am an open book. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see here. Let for starters, um, it looks like you have worked <laughs> very consistently every single year, including 2020. Okay. Don't, don't. Okay. 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 Wait, 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 wait. When the rest of the world was like, what is happening? The you <laughs> still had work. How? What? How, okay, how do you do that? Since 2004? Maybe so, you know, I, I have to say, if, I, if I'm being 100% honest, it is supportive friends, a supportive theater community, um, hard work. I'm not going to take it, you know, I'm going I'm to give myself a little bit, but it really is. I, I have worked very consistently in the Washington, D.C. area, and I, I can't say it enough how supportive that community is. I was just talking with the playwright last night about um, how special the DMV theater community is because we we take care of each other. Is even that where you're time? I'm actually from Jersey, so honey, I'm ho- I'm back home here in New York a little bit. So <laughs> nice. You know what? I, one of my um, college professors they moved to DC to the DMV area, and they were like, D- "This area is such a." great hidden secret for theater. I mean, and all kinds of theater. I mean, we could talk about that all day. I won't spend the whole time talking about it, but I will just say again how continually supportive it is. There is theater of all kinds all over DC. So whatever you're interested in, if it's new work, if it's classics, if it's movement theater, if it's puppetry, we have it at some place in the DMV area. So if it's not a theater area you've checked out before, I sincerely encourage you to make your way down to the Washington, D.C. area and see some shows. I feel like I'm talking to the mayor of the DMV. Like, like this is like you, your ownership of the, of the area. You're like, yes, we can show you how to be we a puppet. Can we can show you. you how to move. We can do all of this. I feel so inspired. I I just did my first show at Shakespeare Theater Company, which I know you've worked at. And it was wonderful. I love the area. It's just, it's so special. And and after leaving, don't you, don't you want to go back? Yes. Don't you want to go back to work either at Shakespeare or somewhere else just to sort of experience both the, the, the theater culture as well as just the, the, the culture of DC in general. Yeah, I mean it. I've always loved DC though, so I feel like, oh man, Come. so to be able to like <laughs> perform there, it's so cool. It just feels so cool. So I can imagine. Um, I have some. Okay, so I've seen that you've done just lead role after lead role after lead role, and I know that confidence has to come from somewhere. And so yes. I'm asking from a place of I went into the Broadway industry thinking that. The only roles I could play mm. were slaves ber- based on the characters that I was playing growing up. Absolutely. So with that mindset, like where did you find the confidence to step out and <laughs> play such a variety of roles and to star? 
Oh, God. I mean, you, you've said the thing that I, I know all Black actresses think all the time, and that is we play slaves, we play maids, we play the funny best friend. Um, so when I think about the breadth of my career, you're absolutely right. I've had the opportunity to play people, characters, roles that Black women before me haven't had the opportunity to do. And what I look forward to is Black women after me will have the opportunity to do. And I'm coming back to that word support because the reason I was in a position and had the opportunities that I did, it was because of the support of certain people, specifically in the DMV. So I'm thinking back, I played Rapunzel a few years ago at Imagination Stage. Rapunzel, the children would leave the theater with their white Rapunzel dolls in hands, hold them up to me and say, Come on, I just saw you in a show. Come on. The doll looked like this. They're looking at me. They hold it. And they say, I saw you in a show and I brought you with me. That is the power of representation. I got to play Eponine in Les Mis. At that point, not many Black women had done it. Mm. Not long after, Eponine was Black on Broadway. Come on. I got to play Matilda. I uh, got to play Miss Honey in Matilda. Again, a role that most young uh-huh. people don't get to see a teacher, a supportive teacher yeah. in a role like that. So, I mean, and I can, I, can go all, I can go on and on the opportunities that have been given to me by my friends and my colleagues in the DMV, Rick Hammerly um, uh, uh, specifically, who allowed me to take on a lead role in Layla and Company, which is what I won my Helen Hayes Award in. Um, Come on. I think in any other setting, it would have been given to somebody who didn't look like me, but he, my good friend, uh, gave me the opportunity to show the DMV what I was capable of. Wow. And that really, to me, felt like a little a little turn, both for myself in terms of confidence that you were talking about, yeah. and also it felt like the community all of a sudden got to see me in a different light, got to see that I don't just have to be the best friend on the side, that I can command the attention of a lead actress in a show. And here I am now about to star by myself at Theater Row for Abingdon Theater Company, their first show back after the pandemic. Because these people believe in in me and they believe in this story, um, I mean, I could go on and on. I could get teary-eyed about it, but it is, I've had a really wonderful trajectory in my career and I've had it because of the people who have supported me along the way. What were you and like? that's not as, lost on me. What were you like as a kid? Because I, I can only imagine. <laughs> like, the passion that is coming through a screen y'all like I so I was a little kid who was at my bus stop like singing top of my lungs Whitney Houston on the corner because I thought already that I was a star I I started doing musical theater at this little place in my hometown called all children's theater in Parsippany New Jersey and I started doing theater there musical theater there when I was five and did that all the way through my high school career um, went to college at University of Maryland, did a few shows there. And true story, came out, started working for a nonprofit, um, didn't know how theater was going to fit in my life, even though I knew that's what I wanted, and started working at a dinner theater. Not long after that, worked my dinner theater job and my nonprofit job for a full year at the same time, uh, feeling at my 
at my nonprofit job that my soul was sort of being sucked out. I know that feeling. Going, going to my dinner theater job and feeling uh-huh. like my soul was blooming. And wow. so I said, after a year, I was like, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather feel my soul grow. So I quit the job at the nonprofit and I've been doing theater full time ever since. Wow. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of the photos that I see of you, you've got your natural hair out. Yeah. And okay. I, it was a journey. Okay. Okay. It was, it was a journey. I know it had to have been a journey. Oh, it was a journey. So and, what, take me ooh. on. Did yeah, you use to straighten it? What? Oh, yes. Of course. You, I mean, we all did. You, you know. know, this is not, I you asked that question like I we know. all did. Yes, of course I we know. straightened it. And when I first got into the business business, I had braids. Mm. I'm also a former pageant girl. So, um. <gasps> Wait, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I am as well. Are you? Yes. Come on, pageant girl. I competed in Maryland. I competed once in Jersey too. America system or USA or world? I did uh, America several years in Maryland I and one year in New Jersey. And then I did USA in uh, DC one year. Oh, see, we're going to have to connect out. Oh, I was going to say, we need to talk afterwards. Because I, want to I can talk pageants for like 10 million okay. years. But so you know that Coming from the time that we were doing pageants, nobody was wearing Pad- natural hair. No one. No That one. was not even an option. Don't you dare show up with they, your that, hair looking like that. That wasn't even cr- an option. Not even an option. Not even an option. So I so I definitely straightened my hair. And so this is this is my college year. So I straightened my hair and wore weaves, or I braided my hair. So when I first got into the business business of theater, I was wearing my hair braided. Okay, And I remember getting into a show where I guess they didn't want the braids for some reason. So I had taken the braids out and I was like, yeah, just go ahead and get rid of whatever, you know, the dead hair is. And we got to the end of it and I had just like a little bit of natural hair left. And I cried already because I was like, oh my God, where's my hair is gone? Wait, you did, you did a big chop on accident? Wait, what do you on mean? On accident. Yes, girl, on accident. Because I had been wearing the braids for so long and I was like, get rid of the the other hair. and because she was like, I want to keep it, you know, I want to keep it healthy. So we should get rid of the dead hair. And by the time she cut off the rest of that hair, it was like this. I was weeping. I was crying. But that was the beginning of my natural hair journey. And, when was and, that? Let, me be, and let me be honest, that was 2007, I think. Okay. And it okay. was not, I say this to say, like, it wasn't a choice. I mean, it was a choice for me not to put the braids back in, but it happened by accident. And I sort of just leaned into it. And so the comedy of that is I love this hair. It is who I am. As soon as it happened, I started two strand twisting it after the, um, after when it was real short, I started two stranding it and I felt more like myself in a way that I, I didn't even realize. And oddly enough at that time, all of a sudden I started to work more too. Because people at that moment clearly wanted to see something different. So I, I did. I started to work more. I started two-stranding, two-strand twisting my hair and started to work more. That I, I, got lay, I got Lay Miz at Signature Theater not long after that. I was doing, when all of this happened, I was doing Tick, Tick, Boom at a theater in Virginia. Again, another part that not many black women have played. So wow. um, I played that role with my two-strand twists. Right, I right. played Eponine with my two strand twists. Wait, wait yes, wait. yes, get yes, two so strands. Ep- how? When? 
When did the confidence set in? Because I know when I went natural, it took me a minute to show the world that I was like, it oh, took girl. me a second. You were showing up to auditions. I, well, like, it was only, honestly, it was because I was already in the show. It was sort of because in the okay. room, we had all decided that this is what she was going to look like. So oh. there was a confidence in, well, if this is who she, not Felicia. See, let's let me be clear. Not Felicia, but who um the character in the show was going to look like. I was like, okay. And then I'm leaving the theater looking like this with the confidence of having honestly the character in the role. Wow. Yeah. And then when when the other when the parts start coming, I already had the natural hair and then everybody's like, that's what this we is, want. That's what we want to see. Want. That's so what we want to see. So it was able to be encouraged for you to keep it was because honestly, I hear what you're saying. Again, I I reiterate that I was, it was a hard transition because again, it wasn't necessarily a choice. I didn't decide like, I'm going to chop it all off and go natural. That's not how it happened for me. So it truly was a, it truly was a, a hard transition and a slow journey to this because let me be honest, I did two strands for a long time going to full fro was a whole separate right that's a very different situation. thing that's it's a whole separate thing stretching like your in. hair is different than just a wash and go like it's a it's a everything i need Girl, to yes. lean in i need to lean in so folks can so folks can know it is it is a different situation to walk out of the you know walk out of the shower walk out of of having it wet and walk into the into the streets that is different and so i i acknowledge that my fro journey came long after my two strand journey Okay, so your hair looks very healthy. Oh, girl. thank you for that. I appreciate that. How so are you? Yours. Thank you. How are you taking care of it? So, uh, look, I I lean into the YouTubes and all of the things where people are telling us how to do it, um, and and I lean into products and what other girls with four C hair are doing um, over the pandemic. Let me be let me be truthful to the world. Okay, I have okay. not been always very good to my hair. And I feel like the pandemic forced me to because I stopped going to my girl. Right. So um, I had to start doing things on my own. Yeah. And, and, um, and, time. and, and I had time. And I had time. Uh, um, so I, I, I lean into full wash every, I should, I'm telling you all the real truth and I know I should be better than this, but every yeah. like two to four weeks, full wash. Yeah, me too. Um, it's okay. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be judged. I don't want to be you know, judged. If they judging you, they judging me too. I don't want to be judged. And then, you know, so after the full wash, I'm putting it, I'm doing a full condition, deep condition, hopefully at that two, you know, whenever yeah, I'm doing the full the, wash. The deep condition is the gotcha. That it's, it can. It's a necessity. It really is a game changer. I know you don't want to do it, but like it's, it's a necessity. And that's why I'm only doing it every two to four weeks. I'm not doing it all the time because I can't sit around and wait. That's part of my problem with my hair journey is that. I don't, I don't like the time. It takes the time a lot of commitment. Time. It takes a lot of time. And I know people say like, it's a self-care thing. Make it a whole day. It, which is great. It in is. In a pandemic. Exactly. You ain't got nowhere to be. But how do we exactly. put this into our, our real lives? In, exactly. Exactly. And my hair is fine and um, not thick. It's not thick. It's fine. It's, it's not very long. So... I, and I it looks honor thick and long. <laughs> I honor the women who have much thicker and much longer hair than me because I know that your wash day is significantly longer. Um, so 
praises to all of you. And then I just use, after I take out the deep conditioner, I use a little bit of oil. I leave it, I put in another leave-in conditioner. And then I, I've gone through a couple of like hair and, and, um, curl gels and jellies that I, that work well for my curls, um, that give me a nice look right out of the wash. And then I can keep it like, this is, if I'm being honest, this is, um, maybe two weeks. <gasps> what? Yeah. And you can see, see I mean, dream. Let me get it in because you could see a couple of these curls are like still, a couple of them are still like looking how they looked when we, when I got out of the wash. That is not, I'm sorry. What product did you say? Oh, I need to take a picture of it. I have to take, I'm going to find it for you and take a picture. Is it a new one that you, it's not usually in your routine? No, 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 no. This is the one I've been using. I, okay. This is what I discovered over the pandemic that works best for me. Oh yeah. Well, you're going to have to drop that. It's not sticky and it's not crunchy because I had found a lot of product products that I put in were giving me cute curls, but they were so crunchy. And I was like, nope, nope. I need them soft. I need them bouncy. I yeah. Need them- yeah. And oh, you're going to have to take a picture like of that for me because it looks great. Especially <laughs> no, if it's like, I feel no, like I once you get past day five, no, once you get past day four, if you day still four. like it. You're doing something that you got to keep doing because. Girl, and I'm being honest with you. Day four is when it starts to look the way that I want it to look because I like my hair to go up. I know some people like their hair to lay down. So Uh mine lays down the first two days, three days. So it's by day four where mine starts to open up, which is what I want. And defy gravity. Exactly. I want this. And that doesn't happen for me until about day three, day four. I'm on this journey right now. I I agree with you in in terms of when my hair defies gravity that's when I feel my most beautiful and my most confident because if I'm trying to do the long game well we already know our hair the healthier it is the more shrinkage there is thank you can say it again say it again so the world can hear everybody in the world just so you know the healthier it is the more shrinkage so when you're going around talking about these black women out here and their hair is close to their head what you should be saying is oh my gosh it's amazing that your hair is so healthy that's what you should be saying (sighs) And there it is. And there it is. And there it is. Because it's- we've been taught to think that this that, that short cropped hair to our head is is not is not beautiful and is not right and is not what people want to see when the reality is that's that it. I designed you differently. Is, that is that is when our hair is the healthiest. Yes. It is it is. The- Ooh. There it yes. is. Yes. Um okay. Oh God. There's so many. I have so many like thoughts about. Um, okay. So are you wearing your hair natural right now in the show that you're in or are you wigged? Yes. Nope. I'm going to wear it natural in the show that I'm in, which is great because the show is set in, um, in the sixties, early sixties. So it is, it's actually, hair is a, a part of this story as well, because it's actually her going through sort of her own hair journey in the show. Her mom hot combs her hair a lot in the show. And then as we get towards the end, she's coming into the fullness of what she wants to do with her hair. Wait, you don't have to straighten your hair every night. Girl, no. (gasps) My heart just stopped for a No, no, no. I think we're going to, we're going to figure out a way to, I just talk about it, but we're going to figure out a way to just have puffs on the side. And she talks about getting it hot combed. And then at the end, full fro. Okay. So uh, first, when you're generally doing all the shows that you've done, oh my God, do you prefer to be wig? Do you prefer to use your own hair? I prefer to use my own hair and I've actually started, I will throw this out. I know a lot of um, black actresses are starting to do this because I heard my friends doing this. Whatever they want me to do for the show now, I'm asking that they do it to my hair. So instead of being wigged, if somebody's like, so for Matilda, I wore braids. 
because they knew they wanted something long that I could put up in a, in a do, but I said, I'd rather not wear a wig. So can I do braids? So we did braids and I put it up in the do that they asked for. And I got to wear the braids in my life, which was great. I didn't have to be wigged. My hair was protected through the whole run. Um, I did, when I did Nina Simone in, uh, I did Nina Simone twice, actually for women once in DC and then once in the Berkshires, when I did it in DC, I got a weave because they wanted it to be full, but longer than mine. So I said, cool, can you put a weave in and then I can do whatever you want. Wore the weave for, for the extension of, you know, for the time of the run, took it out. Um, right. I will say there is a there is more of a confidence and more of an understanding now from the theaters about what we need to protect our hair. Yeah. So they're more open now to options, which is incredible because th- that was not the case, you okay. know, uh, years ago. Oh no, totally. <laughs> and we, I feel like we're getting we're getting closer. The last show I did, they literally modeled my wig after my real hair, and like you, I felt like oh. This gives me actually like more confidence to wear my yes right to to wear your exactly like Once I felt seen and it is the and I don't know I don't know how to say this but when people are coming to shows especially these contemporary shows they want to see themselves so you have all these people sitting out here in the audience who have this hair why are you making me put something over top of it that isn't this. Now I yeah. get it. If we're talking period pieces and we're doing, that's and we're different. talking about things where we have to, the, the, the hair has a certain look, then absolutely. But if I'm doing a contemporary play or musical, why can't it look like this? Why, why? not? Why not? Oh, Felicia, you are speaking so much truth. <laughs> okay. 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 This is, we might, I don't know if we have to whisper this or not. Oh, how often do you straighten your hair? And actually we don't have to whisper that because if I'm being, if I'm being truthful and nowadays, never. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. But also for people who do straighten their hair, more power to you. You absolutely. We are, what it's, it's what makes you feel good. What makes you feel most like yourself? It's much like I'm a pescatarian, um, oh. so and I feel like my hair and my eating habits are the same. The reality is, if I felt like one day I wanted to straighten my hair and that's what's going to make me feel good, I'm going to straighten my hair. The same thing about being a pet, you know, that's what I'm going to do. But right now, this makes me feel like my most authentic self. Yeah. That's why I wear it like this. I love that. And I feel like, and I've been going back and forth. It's like, I started this hair podcast to really ask, uh, initially it was to ask people who I'm like, I love their hair. How How do they have that confidence? What are they doing? And how can I embrace mine without always putting a wig on? Because I wasn't putting on a wig just because it was fun. It was literally to hide what I had. Mm, and that's mm. a different intention. Like, yes. it's one thing to straighten your hair just because you love, you just love it. But it's another right. thing if you hate what you, it's just a whole journey and everything. And it really is. So, sometimes I, I am tempted to like, when, when I see my friends straightening their hair, I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to do that? But I know once I start, I don't know if I'll ever stop. Well, exactly. Exactly. And and first of all, again, the maintenance. I've, I've already told everybody that I don't like the hair maintenance. So I need something that is easy and quick. And again, this is that. And except on wash day. Like but... Except on wash day. But it's a singular <laughs> day. But it's one day. And then I, for, the, for the next couple of weeks, I'll have to worry about it. And that's, right. that's what I prefer to do. Again, I, I'm open to especially living the life that we live. I mean, we've, we're, we're given a gift because I do get to have my hair look different very often. 
because of the work that we do. So, um, yeah, yeah, which is which is so which is so nice. But and and I've also been given the gift of being in shows where I can say, you know what, I really think we should think about what this looks like in the storytelling, what this looks like for the character. And I do. And I'm glad you're pointing because that's people don't realize that for black women and maybe maybe it's true for other people, too. But I'm talking about my own journey, that this is part of who I am. This is so much a part of, and so it's a part of the characters that I build. When you ask me to be on the show, this is part of it. This is part of it. Even if you cover it. Even if you cover it and decide you don't want to see this, this is still part of it. A big part of it. A big part of it. A big and it's part a bar- of it. And it's a big part of who I am and how I've grown up and how I've become the person that I am. Um, so mm. so I, I do, I'm, I'm constantly wanting to show that. Because it wasn't something that I necessarily saw a lot growing up, people with natural hair and that being like a a beautiful thing. Would you ever, if you got your dream role and they needed you to straighten your hair for the show, would you be willing to do that? Would you do it? I probably would, but but I would have a real conversation with them about the necessity to straighten it. Mm. And I'd want I'd want to have a real conversation about why they feel this person needs to have straight hair. And if we can have a real discussion about what the purpose of that is and how it speaks to the storytelling and to the character, then then yes, I could get on board. But they'd have to ex- <sighs> explain it to me in a way that makes sense to me. Yeah. And pay for it. And pay for it. Well, yeah, that's a that that's a gift. I mean- and, and and pay for it and maintain it. Right. And maintain it. Right, because it's not it's not a one time thing. If we got to do this and we got to straighten and we got to do it, that there has to be maintenance that goes along with it. So I'd have to I'd have to have you on board for the maintenance as well. Can I ask you something? Of course, you can ask on, me anything. I, I it's a little bit on a different thing, but just like listening to you and how much wisdom you have and how grounded you are, and and especially in the business and and all of those things. I want to ask you for your advice. What would you say to somebody? Because this pandemic has knocked a lot of people on its feet, on their feet, on their butt, all the things. Yep. Um, Myself included. And same. Myself too. (sighs) Despite what you said at the beginning, and I did work over the pandemic. I, I know how lucky I was to be able to do the work that I was able to do over the pandemic, but it still knocked me on my butt. It still affected all of us who were doing this full time in an instant for that to go away, not only affects us physically in in terms of being at the theater, but the emotional trauma. How many of us are so tied to the work that we do? It is who we are, it defines us. So when that definition of me was literally taken away, that's, I mean, and that's what it was. So we were all knocked on our butts. I don't care if you, we're able to keep working. I don't care if you had a six, uh, you know a six figure salary. If you're an artist, when this yeah. pandemic happened, we were all kicked on our butts. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop your question. No, I just I just wanted no. to make it. I just wanted to be clear that it wasn't that it was everybody, in whatever yeah. way you were affected. Felicia, what would you say to that actor, or and or that actress, who? felt exactly what you just said and is now in a place of 
like they're lo- they're losing their confidence because they've not gone back to work. Thinking about switching courses mm. or giving up because they don't know if it's realistic anymore. What would you say to them? I'd say a couple of things. So the first thing that I would say is sit back and remember why you wanted to be an artist in the first place. That's the first thing. And that's what I had to do, like sit back and think about why, what it was about this business that I love so much. Um, So really doing sort of a self-assessment about why, why the art, why this business, and then carving out a path that maybe looks different than the path did before. What this pandemic has afforded all of us is the opportunity to um, to create a new path. And those paths now, I can have multiple paths. I think some of us were on single path journeys before because it was easy. I'm a theater yeah. artist and I make theater and I'm an actor and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And what happened during this pandemic is that we were forced, not because we wanted to, but we were forced to grab on to different things. And so now we be confident in that. Even myself, I became a creator. I created a cabaret during the pandemic. I became a director during the pandemic. Things that I never, Mm. never thought I would do because the thing I was doing before, the the singular path that I was on before was no longer feasible. Mm. So we've all really been given a gift. and, And this is not to negate all of the horrible, terrible things that happened during the pandemic and all of the people that were lost. But for those of us that are still here, we have been given the gift of understanding and knowing how to pivot. So I say to you, that pivot can look like whatever it wants to look like. If you want to stay an artist, stay an artist, but work on the things that feed you. If you want to leave the business because there's something else that feeds you, go ahead and do that. The business will always be here. It doesn't leave you and you don't leave it. If you're an artist the way I'm an artist, it stays with you and it will stay with you forever. And there is a way to touch it wherever, wherever you are. And because you're not in the business doesn't mean you're not an artist. Because you are not a full-time working actor doesn't mean you're not an artist, doesn't mean you're not an actor. Please hear that. Because I know many of us thought, because we're not working, I'm not an actor, I'm not, no, no. You're still an actor. You're still an artist. You're working on something else right now. You're doing something else. But all of that training, all of the things that you love about being an actor, you're using them in whatever new path you've decided to use. I mean, this new whatever new path you've decided to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Felicia Curry, everyone. <laughs> Currently starting in Queen's Girl in the world. Shoot, man. Go get the tissue boxes. How dare you? <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> uh, dang it, though. You have to bring down the house like that, though. Dang. But it's true. <sighs> dang, true. girl. And that's why I'm really excited about this show. I'm really excited about this show for so many reasons, but because it is a it is a love letter to black women. It is a love letter to the theater. 
It is a love letter to humanity. It is a love letter to those of us both who are fighting on the front lines of what's going on in the world. It's This is specifically around civil rights in the 60s, but here we are once again, both those who are on the front mm. lines and those who are still questioning, how do I fight? What is my fight? Mm. And I truly believe for me that after the pandemic, that that is the big question I asked, how do I fight? What what is my what is my job in this fight? And I believe that storytelling is it. Mm. And so I really hope that if you are in New York City in the month of April, that you will come and see this show written by a black woman, directed by a black woman, starring a black woman, about a story about a young black woman in the 60s trying to grow up in a country that was telling her, showing her that she wasn't enough. We're enough. And we're here. And I'm really excited to show you that. So please come to Theater Row in April, Abingdon Theater Company, Queen's Girl in the World. I'm really proud of this show. I'm really proud of the people who have brought it here to New York City. And I, I, I would just love if I could see you all out there in the audience. April 9th, you open? April 9th, we open. April 10th is official opening. April 9th, uh, two previews. And then and run in the month of April. All the month of, do you have a closing month date? April. We do currently. Currently, the closing date is May first. Unless if is that what I'm if, saying? <laughs> unless if. So I'm saying, people, come on, okay. come on. Okay, okay. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. How, Felicia? Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. How can people find you and follow you? Oh, well, first of all, go to Abingdon Theater Company so you can get tickets to come see the show. Then after that, go to the Felicia Curry on Instagram. That's where I'm at. And then Felicia Felicia Curry on Facebook. If y'all want to talk. <laughs> uh, and if y'all want to talk, I love that. And y'all, she doesn't spell her name like mine. It's F-E-L-I-C-I-A. Oh. Correct. Correct. And curry like the spice. Come on. <laughs> come on. Um, thank you so, so much thank for you. joining. You're, thank you. My heart needed this so much today. So thank you. Same. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I really hope that you will reach out to me because you and I, <laughs> we already know. Just all of this. Do you see it? Do you see my little heart in the corner there? Come on. Come That's on. for you. That's for you. <laughs> we already know. Thank you so much for coming Thank on, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I'm so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love COD. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.